Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Number 10. Yes. Play number 10. That'll do. Torquay United. Well, there we go. Went That's down. your FA Cup draw. Welcome to the podcast this week. Showling down near Southampton. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of local teams that have played them recently in the FA Vars, etc. So uh, you might be worth a phone call. So Torquay United, just to bring you up to speed, we delayed recording the podcast a little bit today so that we could hear the FA Cup fourth qualifying round draw which eventually got made. Um, it's about 20 past one now. Talking United are away to Showling. Uh, that will be played on the 24th, is it? 24th of January, of um, October. We did I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's the week after next, but we'll be yeah, clearer yeah. on that by the time the when we come back. comes out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, away to Showling. We'll have a think about that. We don't know a great deal about Showling. Uh, yeah, Hampshire, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's um, it's a good draw for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we would have liked Taunton, we would have liked Western Supermare, mm-hmm. we might have liked Weymouth, I guess, but, you know, they are playing at the same level as us. Yeah. Away at Scholing shouldn't prove too much of a problem, he says, for posterity, yeah. for, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. for everyone to remember that I said that. So welcome to the podcast. That's your cup draw. We've got a lot to get through this week. We've got not one, but two interviews with Gary Johnson. Yep. We'll be talking to Gary uh, in a few moments' time. And then right at the end of the podcast, we're going to tack on as a little bit of a bonus track uh, what Gary said immediately after the Chesterfield game on Tuesday. I went round and had a chat with him, uh, along with Alan Richardson from the BBC. And uh, you can hear that right at the end of the podcast. We've got a couple of mysteries this week. Uh, as I say, a couple of interviews. We've got all your regular features of the podcast. But first of all, let's hear your chat with Gary. Hello. Good morning, Gary. How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling all right, mate. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, tired. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, uh, that was some game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good game. It, you know, it was a tough game, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. um, you know, they... They're a tough team because of you know the way they play. Obviously, with the big lad up front, you got to keep dealing with that because mm-hmm. you know they're always going to play direct. And he is big um, as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's massive. <laughs> yeah, um, and obviously they you know they they use him yeah. to extent degree really. Yeah. But uh, I thought we deserved it. I thought we played some good stuff. Um, a little bit, uh, you know we. Which, when we when we we didn't quite get it right around the penalty area in the first half. Yeah. We did have a couple of chances, but second second half I thought we was really relentless again and had lots of corners and set plays and eventually it was left to our two stalwarts in uh, winter <laughs> and uh, Asa to argue who scored the goal. I read I read on on the website that you said that you were going to give them half each. Is that what you're going to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think Winter will have that now. No. Um, you know, looking at the video, Ace has got a, a first touch. Has he? Right, OK. He, he got across the, 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 uh, across, was... you know, the, the near post, but then Winter got the final touch. Right, OK. So it was yeah. so quick in, in real time, it was difficult to tell. And that... No, that... Well, it was... Go on. Sorry, but that, that was something that was... was obvious all through the game it, it was a high tempo game wasn't it it was a high tempo game um, credit to both teams I suppose you know when we've played four games in ten days and two of our games have been pretty long trips so um, no yeah, you know we was we was up for it you could see we was up for it I think but, you know the lights put in all the energy they had yeah um which was good, and other teams are having to play those games as well. Although I think Chesterfield uh, missed out on one of one of the early games, but um, now the boys gave it what they got, and I think they deserve what they got as well. Absolutely, people people watching will uh, hopefully uh, see that. 
And if you look at it, three three wins from four games, you'd be you would have been very happy with before the start of the season. But also, when you look at the performances and we look at what's been slightly missing as well, if that can be added, you know that's that's really positive, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you you, you know you don't as a manager you you know you're not satisfied one hundred percent with everything. You know what I mean? You got to win five nil every <laughs> week to be one hundred percent satisfied. No different from the fans then. <laughs> no, that's right. Exactly. Well, you're a fan yourself when you yeah. you know standing on the line there. And you probably shout the same things as fans shout during a game, whether it's good or bad sort of thing. And, I, and I'll tell you what, Gary, without a crowd, you can hear it as well. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you can't hear what I say in the dressing room. Though. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. No, but the boys have responded. You know, they're, they're, you know we've got a good enough, good enough footballers and good enough football brains in our team to take on board any information that, that comes out, you know, the, over the years, you, you do tend to, on occasions, pick up players that, um, you know, that don't, that don't quite, you know, they don't retain information sometimes. That's the nicest way of yep, saying it. Yep. Um, but, you know, I've got a group of lads that, that are retaining information at this moment in time and, and good enough to play to it. So that's, uh, you know, it's, they've all been close, of course they have, but yeah. I think there'll be a lot of games in this league that are close. I mean, I think everyone everyone had a, a decent game yesterday, obviously, and they won. But yeah. I, 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 picking out Ben uh, Ben Whitfield and, and um, Adam Randall for, for praise, I think, because they had excellent games, didn't they? Yeah, as you picked them out, they did. I mean, Whit's definitely yeah. uh, took the game to them, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, and he was a constant threat the whole game. Uh, got in lots of crosses and had a couple of shots himself. Now he he was um, he was you know back to his normal uh, sort of like pocket rocket self. Must be terror terrorising defence. Must be sort of terrorised yeah. defences. Exactly. Well, if you're a defender that's got to keep you know like trying to stop him because he's got such quick feet and lays yeah. lots of touches while he's running. You know, you, you don't know when to go in and tackle and when to hold off. Sort or, of or when and, to uh, shove him into the hoardings. Yeah, yeah. Well, blimey, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I, um, I, yeah, I thought that, that was, was a red, way, but, you know. Yeah, you'd have thought that might have stopped him, but even that <laughs> didn't stop him. <laughs> uh, no, he had a super game. Yeah. As you say, Adam Randall's showing what he's got. Yeah, really um, composed. You know, very composed. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's he's getting him very much involved in a football match in a game yeah. with his ability, and that's you know I'm sure what Plymouth want, and uh, it's uh, sure, certainly what we want. Um, and he has got the, he has got ability, but I just felt all our midfield right across mm, yeah, midfield yeah, yeah. Were, were dangerous. You know, Connor was running at him. He was the main. Yeah. You know, it was it was a it was a midfield that were like the red arrows. You know, like that just kept <laughs> coming and coming sort of thing. You know what I mean? So I was pleased with that. And Dean Moxie, brilliant. I mean, he showed his quality. Yeah. In, in fact, did did that open up wits to be able to get forward a bit more as well? Yeah, it does. Um, and also, you know, he gets fed by Dean yeah, Moxie. Yeah, you know, yeah. Dean can see the pass. He sees it early. Um, he's a good defender, a very good defender, but he's also very good at picking out a pass with his quick brain. You yeah, know, he's got yeah. that premiership brain, you know what I mean? We played in the premiership. So, um, so no, that, that worked well. We had to take him off because, he, you know, he, he just didn't have anything left in the last <laughs> 10 minutes as far as, you know, he hadn't played a competitive game for a yeah. while. Um, a proper competitive yeah. game. You know, pre-season's not quite like that. But uh, the, the, the nicest thing is you can only, he'll only get more match fit the more he, more he plays. But uh, his, his quality, along with Winch's quality as well, uh, Winter from the two full-back positions. Um, I mean, our back four played well because we kept him down to very few chances yeah. and our goalie. You know, yeah. so... Yeah. They did well to keep them out at times, especially aerially. There was a lot of headers at the back there. Yeah, 
well, if we didn't win the first header because the fellow's six foot six, yeah, yeah. Um, then we had to make sure they didn't get onto the, you know, the second yeah. ball, if you like. So, you know, we had to track runners and read read the flick, and uh, I thought we did that. We did that very well. And so Saturday in Dover, we keep going. They keep coming. Yeah. Yeah, of course they keep coming, and they, I think the whole season's going to be a little yeah. bit like that. You know, we've eight games this month and seven the next, and you know, so it, it's good that we're, you know, I, I described it as winning while we're learning. You know, yeah. because we've still got a few new players to uh, to blood in, um, but uh, we're getting there, and it's a you know nice way to get there by you know picking up nine points in four games. Absolutely. You won't, you won't read anything to Dover's defeat yesterday, will you? Because it, each game as it comes? Yeah, of course it's each game as it comes. I mean, you know, they're coming off the back of a home defeat like that. Um, you'd have thought at this level, because there's no bad teams as such, you know, they're going to have to you know, try and liven themselves up, if you like, you know, and the manager would have got into them. And, yeah. Uh, and yes, and Tyler's, you know, can, can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so we you know, we we got to be we got to be ready for for them on the uh, what's the word on the rebound as yeah, it were. Yeah. Um, but often you got to worry about yourself and your own team, play your own game, and and see how they handle it. Excellent, Gary. I tell you what, it's really good to be able to talk to you about football again, rather than when it's coming back and and all that I business. Know. I know. It's no, it's much. I mean, you know, it's not back yet, is it? No, you know, it's not true. properly anyway. Yeah. And we we do miss miss the fans, and I know they they're gonna miss they're missing actual you know being at the stadium. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully they've enjoyed the streaming. They're at least watching what's going on. Absolutely. Um, and getting involved. It was it, way, was, so. it was a nice touch even before the game that, that the players went to applaud the fans uh, with the camera. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right, and and you know we we want to try and give them as close as a closer experience as 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 they get yeah. when they're at the stadium. You know, yeah. we always appreciate their support, however it comes, and obviously we always celebrate with them at the end. Brilliant, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> um, and that's what we did as well. And it's yeah. good to have someone to celebrate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Brilliant, Gary. Thank you very All much, right, and uh, no good luck Saturday. Cheers, Richard. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. So, Tuesday night, they had plenty to celebrate about, didn't they? Plenty. Quite rightly. And just to clear things up, before we proceed, it is the 24th of October for that FA Cup fourth qualifying round match away at Showling. Yeah, interesting took, stuff. Took yeah. the opportunity to we were just saying, out. weren't we? We, we? we went to the extra preliminary round on September the 1st. We did. Uh, when Newton Abbott uh, beat uh, St. St. Austell. Austell. Uh, great game, but that was only seven weeks away, and we're this is the yeah. sixth game, sixth round of the competition. They've certainly piled them in, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they've had to, obviously, but um, yeah, it, it's uh, and the first round stuff. proper comes up on the seventh of November. Yeah, if, if we do manage to overcome Showling, and that's that's not a given, is it, by any means? It's a given. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk about Tuesday because we were we were very pleased. Gary, you could hear in his interview, was really satisfied with. Um, with what happened on Tuesday, Torquay United beat Chesterfield with a very, very late goal. Uh, so the three wins that we've had so far have been secured in the 92nd, 93rd and 92nd minutes. Right. Which again proves um, the point about the, t the team's fitness. It's a never-say-die team yep. this year. They never keep going up. right to the end. Did you see um, John Pemberton's post-match interview? He's up on YouTube the Chesterfield manager. I didn't. However, I did see a couple of quotes from it in something that I read. So, yeah. I did watch it. He is, he is as close as a human being can be to actually losing it on <laughs> camera without losing it. He was raging after that game. Um, he was unhappy with a couple of refereeing decisions and in some ways you could see his point, but he was mainly raging at his team for not concentrating until the last minute. No. Which uh, talk he did. Do you know what? That corner happened... Um, we all knew it was very, very, very late. And uh, because we're in the, st the stadium with no fans in it, you can hear everything that the benches are saying. And the, the Pemberton shouted, concentration. Yes, he did. You're right. Straight yeah. at the yeah. players. Concentrate, concentration. And then, of course, they uh, 
they, they let a goal in. And uh, we still don't know who scored that goal, do we? Uh, well, it's, 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 it's an odd one, but yes, we do. Okay. The final touch, apparently, according to Gary after he watched the video, was, was from Ben Winter. Right. However, and this is where it gets a bit sticky, because the uh, consensus on the press bench and uh, with the stadium announcer announcing Ata Hall as the goal scorer, the, the press association writer yeah. entered Ata Hall as the goal scorer. Now, once that happens, because the press association is where everyone else gets their stats and figures from, it's very difficult to change the record book. It's set in stone. It's on the BBC pages, it's on, it's on the Sky Sports pages. All these places get their stats for, each, for, for every game from the Press Association. So once that's kind of locked in, yeah. it's extraordinarily difficult to change it. So you, you'll, see, you'll see that as, as read on the Asa Hall scored that goal on the BBC stats yeah. all season. It'll, he'll be one goal more than he should be in the stats come the end of the season. Um, ben Winter, obviously, you know, but that's that's happened You're before. Good. I remember, I remember it happened before, and, and and I can't remember who it was, but our, our colleague at the time, Dave Thomas, was trying to lobby the the press association and the FA to change the stat because it was yeah. so because it was blatantly wrong. But it never got changed. Never got changed. I, w- I would point out that if you look at the Herald Express live blog from the match, um, I gave it to Ben Winter to be. Did you? With. Did you? Uh, not sure why. It just looked to me as if Ben Winter had got the touch. It's a long way away from us, and I have my glasses on, obviously. But um, Very good. Uh, there, there are some great photographs, by the way, from our friends at Pinnacle. Um, Asa Hall is turning a somersault at the near post, having got the touch to the ball. Ben Winter is turning away and celebrating. It was just. What a great finish to a great game that when was. I, when I was doing the Western Morning News and I was writing straight onto the page on Tuesday night because uh, the deadline was half past ten and um, the internet connection wasn't great at Torquay so I, I scooted straight off home at so Money in Babacombe and uh, finished the page off before the deadline and started looking at the pictures. Yeah. And I, I, I led with Asa Hall scoring the late winner but as soon as I started looking at the pictures on the pinnacle... Uh, press yeah. agency site that we use I thought I can't see how Asa, scored, <laughs> Asa Hall scored that and I started worrying about it but in the end it was too little too little time yeah. too late and I went with the story but once I phoned Gary the next morning um, he was he was happy to put the, the record straight oh, yeah. uh, but well, Hall will continue to own that oh, goal in, in, in the record books but at the end of the day as you and I both said it doesn't really matter Talkie won a great game um Obviously, fans weren't there. Hopefully, on the blog, we got the impression across on the live stream. The impression came across. It was as an all-round display that took me back to the National League South season, much more so than last season. Yeah, uh, uh, talking you, right, well actually. right through the team. I thought. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think we saw them play like that last season. No. Even during that good streak that that almost took them to the top, um, you know, that they were they were. Really high tempo, yeah. um, quick feet, attacking, um, defended really well, and they had to defend really well against six foot six Tom Denton. I mean, <laughs> he's he's thin, but he's he's so tall. He stands in that defence. He grew almost well. a head above everyone else. He does. He grew as well during the post match press conference. He started <laughs> off at six foot six. And then we started talking about him as being six foot seven. I wouldn't be surprised if he's six foot eight by now. Well, he woke up yesterday morning six foot nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he is massive, isn't yeah. he? And he did. I mean, he had a, a superb header that hit the post. There was there was an early chance for them where um, obviously the defence had been conditioned to be aware of him, and they they let their they let it slip slightly, and you know the ball came in, and he was head and shoulders above everyone, yeah. headed it. Fortunately for the goals, it it hit the post um, if it hadn't hit the post I'm not sure Coverland wouldn't have been there because he got very close yeah. to it and I wasn't sure at the time until it went off for a, it didn't go out for a corner it went for a goal kick yeah. that um, he hadn't got his hand to it so um, you know uh, that was the warning as I said in the match report of the Western Morning News that was the warning shot and uh, from that moment on they were really really strong in defence and of course it was a back four with Dean Moxie being added yeah. to the back three that has been playing in the first three games so Finally, um, Gary got Dean Moxie into the into the team, and uh, it, it was it was assured, wasn't it? It was. And, and Dean Moxie gave a bit of space down the left, 
or gave a bit of assurance down the left for um, a certain Ben Whitfield to play. He did. Before we move on to them, I just wanted to, to dwell for a moment on Kyle Cameron's performance yeah. up against Tom Denton. I mean, yeah. he must, a player that size must just be difficult yeah. to mark. But I thought Cameron was outstanding <clears throat> on yeah. Tuesday. Uh, he, once, once they got to grips with him, uh, you know, he didn't really prove much more of a threat than a normal no. striker and um and they were tiny. I mean Kyle beat him in the air a couple of yeah. times whether he had a yeah. step ladder I'm not quite <laughs> sure but um but Kyle had a really good game but yeah moving on to your point Dean Moxie quality confidence yeah. doesn't look hurried on the ball at all does he what about the balance of the side that one player brings when he comes back yeah. because that 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 whole three game period with with three at the back wasn't quite balanced because we all know Ben Winter's not a centre back, he's a he's a right back, but he did well there for the yeah, time being. He did. Um, but once you bring Dean Moxie into the team, you've got really, really uh, balanced back four. Yeah. Suddenly you've got a balanced midfield yeah. and two up front who are working hard. So suddenly you're like, wow, okay. And, and and it showed, I think, yeah. it showed. I mean, it was a great game. It was a great game of football. You've got both flanks working well as well because yeah. you've got Winter and Nemain linking up well on the right-hand side. I, I, I thought Winter was brilliant. I'm yet to be convinced about yeah. Nemain. Aaron didn't, as you say, he didn't have a great game on Tuesday night. He has got pace and he can cross the ball as he showed for the winning goal against Stockport. Yeah. But he has to start being a bit well, more he ha- consistent, well, doesn't he? Uh, uh, he did cross that ball for the for the goal against Stockport and it was a great cross but how many crosses did he have mm. on Tuesday night and how many of them were actually dangerous yeah good point I'm not sure good how point. many that, that there were um, compare that to uh, it's unfair to compare him to Whitfield because uh, Whitfield had a probably the best game I've oh. ever seen a, a left winger at Torquay have he did I mean the, the left hand side was electric on yeah. Tuesday wasn't yeah. it I mean Moxie and Whitfield the number of times that Moxie went on the overlap around the outside of yeah. Whitfield and Whitfield then cut in on his right foot yeah um, and, and did something always does something with the ball doesn't give the ball away cheaply gets a tackle in I noticed Gary was saying the number of times that he, the number of touches he gets when yeah. he's running with the ball is what puts defenders off yeah it? Gary says in the interview that I, I did with him on, in the morning um, on, on Wednesday morning that uh, defenders don't know when to tackle or when no. to back off and that just plays into to Whitfield's game and in the end the only way that they can they can stop him is to foul him or shoving him to the hoardings. Yeah, that was a strange incident. I it? thought that was a red card. I thought that looked red. I, th- I don't care. I've seen red cards if, given. I don't that. care if the shove was, you know, a, an overly excessive shove. The speed that Whitfield were going when the shove came in meant that he was always going to fly headfirst into the hoardings. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. And it was the intent of the challenge rather than the challenge itself, I thought, deemed a, a yeah. red card. And I was I was surprised when he got a yellow, um, and I think you know, um, it was the intent. The intent was to yeah. harm the player. Yeah. It was dangerous, play, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was a dangerous thing to do. Um, you know, we we were lucky that Whitfield got him got up and dusted himself down, and, and then the went game. straight back at them and, and carried yeah. on his game, which was brilliant to see. But I mean, I, I you're looking at different units. We talked about central defence. Lucas Kovalan had another really good game. I yeah. thought. Um, Got caught off his line once for an audacious effort yeah, from forty yards. And if but that had come off, you would have you would have tipped your hat to the player who scored yes, it. Would, but, but um, apart from it, that, it I didn't thought come he had off. a great game again. Yeah, the he same. had he had one moment when uh, there was a, there was a a lousy back pass, and I can't remember who gave him the back pass. Yeah. But um, he found the ball at his feet with a Chesterfield player at his feet as well, and um, uh, just about got away with it. He but I, I think he was played into danger rather than played himself into danger, and. Uh, there was a worrying moment when he went down after that. It looked like he'd hurt himself quite badly. You, you can hear the the cries of, of pain. Um, Surprising how much you can hear, yeah, isn't it? From yeah, yeah. When the well, as Gary empty. said, uh, uh, when I said I can, you know, we, we're sitting there hearing all you say from the bench. He just went, oh dear. <laughs> he well, said, you but do. you can't hear what I say you in do. the dressing room. No, but you do. <laughs> you hear a lot. I mean. I remember the um, the great local photographer that a lot of people will know, Arthur Kay, used to photograph a lot of rugby, used to love his rugby. Then he used, when he used to come and photograph football, he used to say the players make an awful lot of noise, don't they, <laughs> football? And he was right. But I'll tell you what was interesting on Tuesday night, I was listening to the ref. Yes, yeah. Mr Jackson was quite... Um, quite was it Mr Jackson? Oh, it was, remember. yeah. Yes. Uh, Scott Jackson, I believe, yeah. Um, he a was couple of new vocal. names in, the, in the, this season. Yeah. And you know you could hear him trying to g the players up, trying to get the players taking yep. the free kicks a bit quicker. Yeah. 
Um, it, I, I heard him say at one point when I, I, I can't remember who was talking, complaining to him about a challenge. He said, "No, I saw it. I saw it." You know, yeah. As if to say, if he does something like that again, I, it's, it's in the memory bank. Yeah. I thought he had a good game. Apart, I, I, I think it should have been a red card. Yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting the stuff that you can hear around it. Just to, thinking about the team, then working our way through the team, Randall and Lemonhay Evans in the centre. Well, midfield. I thought Randall was wonderful. Yeah. He's um, a good player, his isn't he? array of passes reminded me of Luke Young. Yeah. Same. He's the same, same kind of journey as well. As so let's young, hope he signs he? Yeah. for full time. Yeah. Um, he's decent, isn't he? Yeah, he's a good player. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm, he, he did feature a couple of times, for, for, for well, eight times, I think, for Argyle last season. But I'm surprised he hasn't featured more because his range of passing was, mm. was superb. And uh, he, he, he looks up, you know, he's in that Alex Russell... I'm not going to say well, he's good at... You know, he, he, that, that's like saying, you know, I can paint as well as... Can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Vincent yeah, yeah. Van Gogh. Yeah, 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 I know, I know exactly. Um, he, he's a bit of a masterpiece in the midfield, though, isn't but, he? But he looks good, and yeah. I thought Connor was decent as well on on Tuesday night. And I've 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 slightly questioned some of his his games mm. before that, but then uh, Martin Gritton on the Tuesday night previous when they were playing Eastleigh was raving about him. So um, I saw more from him that think... made sense than I had done in, in the previous game. I think we put a lot of responsibility on Connor. Yeah, he's I mean, still young. You put, yeah, he, Connor is still young, but you put him in. He is the. Uh, <coughs> he's kind me. of the captain of the midfield, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a lot of responsibility to carry. Maybe sometimes that inhibits <coughs> his Excuse natural me. game a little bit. But Louis Britton, I mean, he got his goal. He was he was alive to the possibilities. I thought he played very well. Danny Wright, I was watching quite closely. Because, you know, there's been a lot of supporters talking about what we're actually getting from Danny Wright. He occupies defenders, he pulls defenders yeah. all over the place. <clears throat> yes, he and does. And makes space for the players around him. Um, and what we also got was someone who Gary Johnson was more than happy to give a penalty to in the 94th yeah. minute or, or whatever it was uh, to win the game at Bromley. Um, that experience. Um, Louis Britton, um, yes, for the first game when he had four four shots in... The first 20 yeah, minutes yeah. of his talking United career, we thought, wow, it's going to be amazing. And then, of course, he didn't score mm. in the next two games. And I am pleased that uh, the deadline for the Herald Express is, is, was before Tuesday night's game, but yeah. it came out on the paper, came out on Wednesday morning. So I don't know what's going to happen on, on, on Tuesday night. Um, but I did point out that. Um, on the back page piece, I think I use the word, surely Louis' goal is coming. So I was more than happy when it did come straight away uh, in time for the for the next day's paper. Um, and it kind of got lost, really, in, in the story, didn't it, Louis' goal? It did. Because, um, obviously, the story was the, the, the late comeback and the late the late win. Yeah. Um, and Louis' goal, obviously, which was, you know, early in the first half. <clears throat> yeah, yes, you know, was, kind yeah, of got lost, yeah, but yeah. well done for him to get for getting his first Talk United goal. The subs made a difference as well. Asa Hall, I thought, had another good game. Jake Andrews did well. Yeah, Olaf did well when he yep. came on. There was a, a point. I thought I, they were going to bring Olaf on on the right for for uh, Nemain, um only because he has played there a bit in yeah. pre season. Um, I think it might it might might be something worth trying. And I mean, you know, your team is doing okay when Gary Warren, who was one of the big signings of the summer, and yeah. quite rightly too, yeah. uh, is a non-playing substitute. Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, and that's that's the strength for the bench, isn't it? Now, yeah. I mean, Gary was talking about that before the game because of the return of Moxie and the return of a couple of players from injuries. Um, yeah, it's, the the bench is strong. The it bench is. is going to be strong as long as they avoid more injuries. Yeah. And the bench doesn't, at the moment, have Josh Umara on it. No. He hasn't been involved in the last couple of games. Well, he, he wasn't... <clears throat> I haven't got to the bottom of this because I forgot to ask a question, but he wasn't involved uh, at Bromley no, because, he because he had an injury um, a couple of... In the past, Gary didn't put a timescale on it, that he suffered on an artificial pitch. Yeah. And he's always wary of playing on an artificial pitch. Um but then he, but then he wasn't even on the bench for for Tuesday night, so that was a bit of an odd one. Asa Hall didn't start on uh, at Bromley because of the same reason. His his recent injury um, might not have coped so well uh, uh, mm. as him playing on grass uh, on the artificial pitch at, at Bromley. 
So there was a reason for that. But um, we've also waiting. We've also got Fraser Kerr centre back, and um, Andrew Nelson and as Andrew well. Nelson striker, seen, yeah. who I think we'll see in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's rushing them back. And then uh, obviously the long termers are Armani Little. Armani Little and Lee um, Davis. We're hoping that he can get back sooner rather than later. And then later is is uh, Liam Davis. I mean, imagine that team that we saw on Tuesday. I mean, we're enthusing about this, but it really was a very good display. But imagine that team with Armani Little pulling the strings in the yeah. middle. Well, who I don't would you know drop? Who, yeah. I was just going to say, who would you drop? I wouldn't make changes <coughs> in that team at the moment. Not the moment. Not the moment. I think I think that's the starting lineup is the starting lineup at the moment. Yeah. yeah the only the only question is maybe Josh Umara, who who is a similar player to. To Danny Wright, so I think yeah. they're slightly in- interchangeable. But at the moment, I think you'd start with Louis, and one of those two. Uh, other than that, I, I'm not sure what you'd do. You might try and work out a way of of getting more out of the right wing. But Possibly. then that's me. But and, and towing you, that line again. And putting Gary Warren straight into the starting lineup would be awfully tough on Sam yeah. Sherry because yeah, he I hasn't think put either. a foot wrong. But remember, all the, the, those free loan, free loan players are only on loan for a month yeah. at the moment. Now, yeah. that might change. Yeah. But at the moment, it's the month of, of October. Um, uh, the eight games are busy October. Now we know what the eighth game is. Yes. It's at Sholing. yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we watch that, by the way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Unless it gets chosen, of course, by the BBC yeah. for their red I wonder if Torquay will take their equipment up there. Interesting. Because I don't think Real Sholing arts. will have the capability of, of, of live streaming it. That's a, that's an interesting thing. We'll find out. Before we leave the Bromley game, by the way, a word for Adam Randall and that goal. What a, oh. what a strike that was. If uh, you haven't seen it, seek it out. Yeah. Um, the, the, the subs and uh, the, the video analysis man, etc., were all, all behind the goal at that game. They were placed yeah. behind the goal. So what you get when you watch the, the YouTube clip of that goal is Adam Rand- Ben Winter passing the ball to Adam Randall straight in the middle of the screen, taking one touch and giving it a clout. And it flies into the top corner. You get that beautiful ping yeah. as, it, as it hits the woodwork. Or oh, it's not woodwork, I doubt, because it, it doesn't sound like wood. It sounded like uh, metal. Um, what are posts these days? We and still call it the woodwork, yeah, don't we? It, it, it'll always yeah, be the woodwork. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, oh, it was a wonderful goal. Flew into the top corner, and then because the subs and 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 talky staff were sitting behind the goal, then you get a big cheer as well. <laughs> yeah. You get a proper proper cheer. It's almost like having a crowd it's in. Almost like having a crowd in. Okay, before we move on to talk about the Dover game on Saturday, let's do the end question. I'll ask you the end question. Don't let me forget to give the answer before the end. Okie The player who has played the most games for Torquay with a surname beginning with N and the player who scored the most goals for Torquay with a surname beginning with N. The Yellow Army out there will get... Well, you'll you'll have known this instantly. (laughs) But um, we'll come to that towards the end. Yeah, so Dover uh, at the weekend. Just had a little look at the odds... This morning, Torquay are firm favourites yeah. to win this. Torquay are eleven to twenty on um, to win against Dover. Dover are nine to two to win it. Yeah. Don't read anything into that. Obviously, I, I said that to to Gary. I said, of course, they they got beaten five nil on Tuesday night by the team Aldershot that were bottom of the of the table. Yeah. Um, but been... I but I did say to Gary, you won't read anything into that, will you? And he said, no, of course not. They've they've let in twelve goals in their last three games and scored one yep. over, uh, but I mean they they they're not a bad team Dover. They never have been a bad team. They're managed by a bloke <coughs> called Andy Hessenthaler, who's been around and played against Torquay many times in his yeah. in his career because he he was obviously a G- Gillingham favourite for mm. years, captain. Um, yeah, under to, to, uh, that team under Tony Pulis, I can remember him yeah. being the, the main man of that team. And he hasn't become a bad manager overnight. And no, you know, they, no. They haven't become a bad team. They've got Adi Aziz. Have they? Newport. They picked I him didn't realise. Okay. So uh, we'll be seeing Adi Aziz back at Plainmore on Saturday. Playing for... I, you know, you, you fingers crossed, you think this is a game that Torquay will win, must win. What is but, our record win? <laughs> don't even go there. <laughs> Do you know, I don't even know what our record win is. But um, we have to win that game, don't we? We have to win. If we don't win that win game, well. then I, I will, I'm not going to eat anything, but I'd be very surprised. <laughs> well, Wool- the Woolworths aren't open anymore, so you can't go and show your backside in Woolworths window, which was the old 
uh, bet that we used to have on these things. But what, what's in Woolworths now? What, what is what is the shop that's in where Woolworths? In Paynton, it's Poundland. So I'll go and show me a house in Poundland window right. if you don't win. Okay, you've, you've <laughs> said that. You've been recorded. You are on the podcast for saying that. <laughs> I doubt you'd be allowed to do it in these times of COVID. <laughs> that so really, get out clause. That really doesn't bear thinking about. <laughs> But yeah, so Talkie Dover, uh, Plain Moor, 3 o'clock Saturday. We'll be there to bring it to you. We'll have the live blog for you. The club will be live streaming as well. Another nice touch a Tuesday, as you said to Gary in the interview. They do go over. Uh, the players go over before the game and see yeah. the camera. And after the game, it's as if the camera is the pop side. Now, there over there. obviously, there will have been Chesterfield fans watching that stream because obviously mm. we watch streams that are hosted by the away teams. And it was noticeable that Torquay went over to the camera and applauded the fans before the game and Chesterfield didn't. Now, I suspect Torquay do that away. I suspect yeah. someone knows where the camera is for Torquay to do that away um, or they will be from now on. Yeah. Uh, I would encourage that. Um, I, 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 I'm not saying that Chesterfield was showing uh, their fans more... I bet they hadn't thought of it. I, I bet did, they to be honest, until you it. mentioned it, I hadn't thought of that. But they didn't. They didn't go over no. there. Um, and obviously they didn't go over there at the end of the game because they were gutted. Um, yeah. I'm not sure Torquay would have, unless Gary would have made them. But uh, yeah, to see them go over to the camera and applaud, it's such an odd thing to watch. It is. Yeah, but... sort of 15, 16 blokes wandering over to, to a camera and applauding in front of an empty stadium. But it's the right thing to do, isn't it? It's another thing that Torquay get right. Uh, to the relationship between the, the, the team, management and fans at the moment, I think is as good as it's ever been while I've been yeah. a Torquay fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, it's reciprocal, it's it, it, it works in both directions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, long may it continue. Do you want to know how the ex-goals are getting on this week? Should we move on and have a look at uh, what some of the ex-goals have been up to? Yes. There's a mystery in here. There's a mystery? There is a mystery in I here. I it's which, a mis- sorry, which I, I was going to sing Toya songs, but uh, only our older fan base would have would have remembered that. Yeah. Uh, the mystery. I'll get straight to it. The mystery is Manny Duku. Okay. Manny Duku, who when he was here this time last season, didn't look as if he could hit a barn door, to be honest, and didn't really look switched on to the no. game. He didn't really look as if. I mean, he maybe had stuff going on off the field, but I mean, it was a bit of a. A mystery to us then okay. that Manny Duku wasn't the player that we thought he was going to be. He is now. He's scoring goals for a pastime for Rafe Rovers. Is he? Up in Scotland. He got the winner for them in a game against East Fife the other day. Okay. Uh, what level are they? Uh, now you've got me uh, uh, sorry. Scottish 2. Were they Scottish 2? Okay. I think. Uh, and he scored for them against Hearts in a defeat there's video of that goal and it's a belter. Is it really? That would be that would be the, the division one then, won't it? Underneath the pro championship, league. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah championship. Yeah. Um, but the goal that he gets against Hearts is an absolute screamer. Wow. Okay. So have a look at that if you out. find it. But Manny Duku, who just wasn't doing it for us at all, is very much doing it for Wraith Rovers. Good for him. Good for him. We wish him well. He's got a new haircut as well. Is he? So, you know. Okay. Maybe uh, that's it. Other ex-goals doing well. This, by the way, is sourced from the ex-goals Twitter feed, which is excellent. So uh, do have a look at that if you get the chance. Andre Wright continues to do well. He got two more goals for Bohemians in the mm-hmm. game the other day. Alex Fisher, of course, equalised for Exeter in the 2-2 draw at Southend. Last minute, 30, 30 yard curler, apparently. Shepard Murrumbedzi whacked in a free wow. kick for Brackley in a 2-2 draw against Curzon Ashton. There's a player I'd forgotten about. Brackley just got a mention in the cup draw, didn't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah. so he's, he's playing. Ashley Hemmings got two for Kidderminster against mm-hmm. Darlington. We had him on loan. Conrad Balatoni, the only wow. player who we signed who had his own song and dance from his days at Partick Thistle, uh, scored a penalty for Edinburgh City against Stenhouse Muir. Okay. So he's gone back up to Scotland and is playing well, This is there. quite comprehensive, isn't it? Lloyd Kerry got the winner for Harrogate against yep. Bradford. He's doing pretty well at the moment. And Josh Rees was one of the goal scorers uh, in the five for Aldershot against Dover. Okay. So those are the ex-goals. There are a lot of ex-goals have picked up yellow cards. Can I add one? As well. Go on. Ashley Yeoman scored for uh, for Salcombe Town at the weekend. Oh, well, that's that's, well, that's a, an oversight on the ex-goals. Yeah. He, score, he scores every week, to be fair, in that team. Great. Uh, what a great player. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed watching Ashley Yeoman play. I'm very glad that he's still playing. 
playing for his he plays plays club. for his hometown club yeah. with his mates right? Enjo- rather than enjoying his... it in the in the the Premier Division of the um, South Devon League, yeah. which is which is a much smaller league than it has been in recent times. <clears throat> so no, he's doing alright. I'm sure yeah. he's enjoying his football. He's doing what he wants to do rather than you know anything else. There's a birthday today. Okay. Steve McCall is 60 years old today. Is he 60? 60. Oh, my word. Makes him a couple of months younger than me, but uh, 60 oh, years that's old scary. today. <laughs> um, obviously, a great he, career in football. Mind you, I thought he was an old man when he was playing he the talkie. Yeah, he did feel it. He looked like way, an old it? man. Uh, another thing that I've watched on YouTube today, I don't want you to get the idea I've spent the whole morning on YouTube, but I did watch his goal against Scarborough yeah, in 98 in Lovely. the playoff second leg. What a strike. He receives the ball about 30 yards out. He actually takes it on a while. Yeah. And he does that thing. You know when you're playing football in the park and you've got loads of time and you've got the ball at your feet, you do a little skip just to make sure that you've got the ball where you want it. Yeah. Uh, he does that. He has time to do that before he hits a left foot half volley. It starts out heading for the tee hut over in the corner and it bends in right into the top corner. Scarborough keeper, there was no point in him going for it, to be Brilliant. honest, because he was never going to get it. It was just a great goal. Uh, Rodney great Jack strike. gets all the headlines for that game because of his two brilliant goals. But that goal of Steve McCall's was something else. Who scored the other goal? I can't remember. No, nor can you, I. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, I've I, I shot myself in the foot because I can't remember <laughs> either. Um, oh, that's going to annoy me now. Oh, okay. Was it one of the defenders came up and scored? I can't remember. Can't remember. But Rodney Jack's two and Steve McCall's one are and the. Uh, everyone else will be shouting at the. Uh, their, their oh, they computers. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, there'll be people there who know. The talkie player who's got the dream loan move. Oh, yes. You, you mentioned this he's pre, a, pre-cast. He's a player that we mentioned uh, during the alphabet. He's a player that you'd forgotten, but we had him last season, Amrit Bansal McNulty. Yeah. Who came from Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah. He had all the skills because he, he was a futsal player. So he you know, had all the skills on the deck. Uh, only played one or two games for us when we were hit by all those injuries. Uh, didn't stay long. Went back to QPR. Oh, Bertie, what's that? He's um, He's got a season-long loan to Como in Serie C of the Italian League. So he's playing his football this season at Como on the banks of Lake Como in the shadow of the Alps and getting paid for it. Magic moments. <laughs> Perry Como and his magic moments but Amrit Bansal brilliant oh, that sounds idyllic doesn't that's it that's the lone move to, to yeah. die for isn't it yeah that, that sounds perfect and I'm sure he's more than happy to, yeah. to, to go out there you're no, playing well football in the sunshine beside Lake Como for a season that and, and Bertie's though. obviously jealous as Bertie, well do you want to go as well yes yes you do so we're kind of coming to the end of the podcast now there's some chat on social media this morning uh, people talking about Jamie Reed. Is he available for loan? I'm not sure he is, to be honest. He's played in the last two games for Mansfield. Played for them against Newport the other day, where he found himself up against Seku Jane. They mm-hmm. were both on the field mm-hmm. at the same time for opposing teams. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a red herring or not. But If he is available, we'll have him. Well, yeah, and, and he would jump at the idea of coming back and playing for us, I'm sure. But I'm I'd... sure he'd prefer to be playing uh, uh, yeah. in a winning Mansfield yeah. team, but... I, I These think, things don't always work out, do they? I think I'd prefer to concentrate on the squad that we've got yeah. at the moment yeah. and how that's all coming together. Yeah. Um, and it, it really Remember, we might together. not have Britain in, in, in two or three weeks' time, so, no. um, so there, there might be a, a gap striker. for a striker somewhere. But there's Olaf and there is Olaf. There's Andrew Nelson to yeah. come back in. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Gary knows best, doesn't uh, he? Gary knows much more about this than yeah. we do. Yeah, we'll do it. So it just remains to do uh, the answer to the N question. So uh, uh, I am going to say that, that we had a quick discussion about this beforehand, but I would have got it anyway. You would have got it anyway. Yeah. 441 games for Torquay and magnificent career. Uh, Tommy Northcott. Of course it is, yeah. Uh, 1948 to 1966. Yeah, that's, to some, that's some time, isn't it? Um, proper, proper I won't, I won't, old school player. I won't tell you how many goals he scored in that length of time because we'll come to that in a minute. Yep. Uh, next up in the appearances, 350 games between 2007 and 2017 for Nico. Yeah, would have got that as well. So that's good. <clears throat> Kevin Nicholson. I mean, Kevin's time as a manager didn't go fantastically well. It was a bad time for the club. It was a it? bad time for the club. It was a bad time to manage Torquay United. He had United. no money whatsoever. 
So, you know, think back on his career as a player, which was yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Um, scorer of excellent goals. The one that he stuck in what I believe the young people refer to as the top bin against yeah. Barnet in yeah. injury time. Um, will always be uh, always be a, one of the best goals you'll ever see at Playmore. And 235 games for Griff Norman between 1952 okay. yeah. and 1958. I might have got him as well. Six goals yeah. in that time. And the goal scorer is Tommy Northcott, 150 yeah. in uh, 441 games. That's pretty good. That's not a bad, pretty bad good. record, is it? You'd, any striker would be happy with that record. Uh, equal second in the list is Nico with 13 yeah. goals. Uh, and also 13 goals, Jerry Nardiello. Of course, yeah. In 45 games between 86 and 88. So that was a pretty quick spell at Torquay. Yeah, but, but a uh, few goals in it. A few goals in yeah. that. Brilliant. So the sound you hear is me folding up our meticulously researched uh, agenda for today's podcast. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening. We've had a cup draw live on the podcast. We have. Another first. You've already had one chat from Gary Johnson. We're going to give you a bit of a bonus at the end of the podcast now because after the Chesterfield game, uh, I went around and stuck the uh, microphone under Gary's nose at the same time as the gentleman from the BBC. So if you want to hear what Gary had to say about the directly Chesterfield game, the game, directly after the game, when he was very happy indeed, and rightly so, stay Just tuned. Stay tuned. In the meantime, we'll be at Plainmore on Saturday afternoon. We'll bring you everything we can from there. Massive win, massive win. Massive win. And in the meantime, come, come on, on you, you yellows. Uh, Gary, another terrific finish to the match. Yeah, a magnificent finish to the match when you you win it two one with you know get your second goal uh, with thirty seconds to go. You know that's a, that's the time to get the winning goal. Although I'd much prefer to be two or three nil up before um, you know before that time. But uh, yeah, our lads haven't given up. They, you know we've had a good start to the season now, a very good start. That's back to back wins that we needed. We need another. You know, we need to keep that going, believe in ourselves. And uh, as I've said, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of learning while we're winning. Um, we had some quality performances today. And uh, if we can hone in on them, their, their qualities and, and you know, get a little bit more um, consistency in our play during a game, as well as from game to game. Um, but we're passing it well, we're showing great spirit. We are creating chances. I thought we should have been a couple up before they scored. So that disappointed me at half-time. And I, <clears throat> I, I let a few know that I felt that we needed to do a little bit more in the penalty area to get on the end of something. And, uh, of course, you suddenly had Wintz and uh, Acer fighting for the goal. There's two lads you want if you're going to war, you know, in a penalty box. And uh, they're still arguing now about uh, who had the actual final final touch. So who's won that battle? I don't know yet. I've had to come <laughs> out here. So uh, they'll, they'll look at the uh, video and uh, I'm sure they'll decide. But listen, I'll give them half each because I thought, you know, Wintz had a fantastic game and it's nice to see Acer back as it was to see uh, Dean Moxie. He showed some fantastic quality, you know. And, um, uh, unfortunately, the boys that I took off had to come off. It wasn't a necessarily tactical um, because... Um, you know, we probably would have liked to have kept him out there, but um, they've had a hard week, very hard week, and Dean hasn't played for a little while, not as competitive as that. But uh, no, I'm really pleased at the moment with how with we're shaping up, and uh, but hopefully we you know, we can play the next few games a couple up with five minutes to go, rather than trying to chase for the winner. We yeah, we chase for the winner. And they were happy with a draw, I think. And I think that's why I was pleased, the fact that we, we went for the winner. You know, we wasn't happy just to pick up one point. Sure. It's a good blend of youth and experience you've got this season. It's a great blend, yeah. And we got, you know, there's a little bit more as well, because obviously uh, Gary Warren uh, didn't play. We've still got Fraser Kerr. We've still got Andy Nelson. You know, you, you almost need two, two 11s, if you like. You know, and, uh, and that's what I tried to get in. But unfortunately, a few, you know, went by the wayside a little bit with injuries and little bits and pieces. But uh, the lads that have played the four games in, like, whatever it is, 10 days, 12 days or something, 
you know, they've done fantastic because uh, that's a lot of minutes out on the pitch at this level with this competition in this league. And obviously you've got back-to-back -back home games and, and that, presume at this time, as you've just touched on it effectively, is, is a good thing really, bearing in mind obviously other teams are having to do loads of travelling over the next few days. Yeah, well we've done a lot of travelling you know, before that, so you know, at the end of the season everybody does the same amount of um, you know, away games and home games. But um, I just wanted us, last year we, you know, we, we started okay, it was a bit bitty, we lost the games sometimes that would have given us back-to-back -back wins that would have put us further up the table and, and we didn't we wasn't able to keep that consistency but i just got a feeling that this year we can we got the experience um and and the players that played last year have got more experience the younger ones so um hopefully we can keep it going for uh yellow armor and you spread the goals around a bit as well uh one for britain and he took it very well early doors he took it well um, you know, we, we were saying about getting in on rebounds and we knew that both penalty areas were going to be war zones, you know, because of the, the big lad that was there. We had to try and miss him out and make sure that we tracked runners if he was heading it down to him. You know, it's hard to mark a six foot seven striker. He's just grown in here. Six foot six before. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it see. Um, but we dealt with it well. We dealt with, you know, his flick ons and things. and. Um, and also we was able to miss him out a couple of times when we were hitting free kicks in and had a couple of good chances. So uh, all in all, it's a, it's a very good day, but it's only a start. Because yeah. uh, actually, I mean, you were almost more dangerous in the air, in their penalty area, than they were in yours, I think. Because, I mean, Carl yeah. had a couple of really good chances. He had he? two very good chances. And, uh, you know, when he starts nodding them in, then uh, we'll, we'll be very, very happy with him. You know, he's a fantastic defender um, and he's a good skipper out there at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, we, he, he, he deserves to just nod one of those chances in. Um, so I might give him a little nudge and you know, tell him that he's got to start scoring. I, I tell him all the time, and, but he'll get there, he'll get there. Brilliant. I'm good with that, thank you, Gary. Yeah. You must be very pleased with the way they keep going, though. These, these players are playing 95-minute games. They're not just playing a lot of games, they're playing long games, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they are. And you look at people like Aaron the Main and Whitfield and Connor, um, you know, Wintz, uh, two centre-backs, you know, they're, they're, they're two centre-forwards and I've had to bring them off a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the moment I'm very proud of what they're, what they're doing. Um, I would have uh, I'd have been disappointed if we hadn't won today's game because yeah. I did think the effort was there. The quality was there on occasions, but not on enough occasions. That's why I'm saying we're learning while we're winning. And your team is still going for a win, while other teams are maybe settling for a draw. Yeah, well, if you you know if you're going to do well, you've got to, you know you've got to keep going and play the 95 minutes to the best of your ability, um, and you only you know shut up shop if you're one nil up. I mean, and uh, that's always been my way of thinking, um, unless it's the last game of the season and you need one point <laughs> to get promoted, and then uh, you know you, you you might keep a draw.